Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We are a museum located in the Grand Southern neighborhood in St. Louis. We were founded by Emily Rao Pulitzer and opened in 2001. So we've been around for 20 years. We show contemporary and historic work with changing exhibitions that uh, rotate roughly every six months or so. It was 20 years ago that it started, but what was the impetus that got it going? Well, Emmy has um, been a part of this, Emily Pulitzer has been a part of the community for many, many years. She moved here and became the curator at the St. Louis Art Museum in the 1960s. And she has a love of curating and art and has had the great pleasure of living with her own collection. Many years ago, she and her late husband decided to create what has now become the Pulitzer Arts Foundation. Is this a one-off? Is this a singular place? Or is this part of a bigger Pulitzer Arts Foundation network across the country. No, it's it's a one-off. It's a really incredible special thing that exists only here in St. Louis. Um, we're certainly a gem gem of an institution. The building is quite iconic. It is designed by the architect Tadao Ando, and um, we get many people who actually travel across the country and across the world just to come see the building alone. I can see why. This is an incredible building. Uh, take me through it in your mind. Like, what are the special things about it? It is truly an experience. It has um, abundant natural light that really infuses the galleries and changes over the course of a day. But at the heart and at the center of the building is actually a reflecting pool that um, opens up onto trees beyond. And you have no idea as you enter that what you're about to see. So there's just the magic of discovery throughout the building. Yeah, I can... that was what impressed me the most was I can tell that if you come in the morning or you come in the evening, it is going to be a totally different experience. It's just incredible in the space. It just feels alive almost. Yeah, it's a wonderful way to describe it. It's alive. Yeah. Well, let me turn to Heather. You're uh, curating a couple of exhibits here now. Can you talk me through those? Yeah, certainly. So there are two exhibitions that we currently have on view. Um, The first is called Fay Heavy Shield Confluences, and that is curated by my colleague Tamara Schinkenberg. This exhibition looks at the work of Fay Heavy Shield, who is a First Nations indigenous artist of the Gaina or Blood Reservation, uh, or the Blood Nation, which is located in uh, southern Alberta, Canada. And Faye has really been informed not only by her personal history as an indigenous person, the history of her family in Canada, but also by the environment of the Great Plains region 
which covers most of southern Alberta, where she's from. And so a lot of her work speaks to environmental references, such as the really beautiful rolling hills of southern Canada that are covered by lush grasses that sway in the breeze. So you often see these kinds of impulses in her work. Um, And when we started working with Faye, so not only was she interested in conveying her history, her the environment that she comes from, but also she was interested in looking into the history of St. Louis. And so she worked with us to realize two entirely new artworks that are on view in this exhibition, one of which that looks at the uh, rivers here in St. Louis as well as rivers in Canada, and that's installed in our main space that we were just talking about, which has really abundant natural light in which gets these really incredible reflections from that reflecting pool that Kara was just mentioning. And so you have an artwork that responds to the the topography, the landscape of St. Louis, um, but you also have an artwork that, that responds to the building at large. Well, yeah, let me ask you specifically about that one. What I saw was it's just an enormous piece of artwork that takes up the whole wall, and it looks like photographs of, of rivers. Is that what I saw? Yes, that, so that is exactly what you saw. It's a series of several thousand photographs of rivers, not only in Faye's home of southern Alberta, but also in eastern Canada, as well as photos taken at the confluence of the Missouri and Mississippi River just north of St. Louis when Faye was with us visiting last April. Uh, I think it's 3,600 images, if I'm not mistaken. And what the artist did was printed them in different sizes, um, and then she also printed them on different types of paper. And they're laid over a series of boards, basically like the shingles that you might see on a roof. That's exactly what I was thinking of. And it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, and I can't remember how many distinct photos there are, but it's several dozen, and then they repeat, and so you get this really, it's almost like a mosaic of, of different colors and textures, but they're all pictures of water. There are some rocks. There's even a snake in one of them. If you look closely enough, you might find the picture of a snake. But the way she installed it, this shingle-like configuration, you know, she really wanted to talk about the liveliness, the aliveness of rivers. And so as you walk by that artwork, because they're shingled, they actually respond to the movement of your body, to the the little breeze that you're creating as you walk by. So you get this sense that maybe it's rippling water, it's moving water. Uh, There's another installation that reminded me of a board game that I'm still trying to figure out what it is, but it's inspired by the Cahokia Mound, right? Yes, exactly. So this is another work that Faye made when she uh, that, that was born out of her uh, partnership with the Pulitzer here, and it's a work called Honor Cahokia, and it consists of a series of 49 miniature mounds, or about 10 or 12 inches, um, tall each, and so they're arranged in a grid on the floor, and then there's actually a drawing on the wall. And so what this work does is that it kind of responds to not only the history of the mounds, um, because they once blanketed the entire region of St. Louis, but they were destroyed or raised by people who settled the area who were seeking farmland. But that being said, there are still many mounds that remain in the area today. And so with this work, Faye was trying to speak about the aliveness, the vitality of the mounds. They're still out there. Um, They're a really, really wonderful space for you to visit. And they speak to the really, really interesting and deep indigenous and native histories of St. Louis. Well, let's talk about the other exhibit a little bit. Medieval Artifacts is is that what's the name of it? 
So the exhibition is called The Nature of Things, Medieval Art and Ecology, and it looks at objects produced in Western Europe between about the years 1100 and 1550, which is about the second half of the era that we call the Middle Ages. Where did those artifacts come from? So the objects that are on view in the show came from 18 different collections around the United States, but in keeping with the exhibition's themes, the connections between art and environment, I was also really interested in showcasing objects that came from local collections, including the St. Louis Art Museum, the Missouri Botanical Library, and the Special Collections Department of Wash U Libraries, as well as objects that were in collections across the Midwest. We have three artworks that are permanently on view. We have one in our courtyard by Richard Serra, um, a wall sculpture by Ellsworth Kelly, and another sculpture by Scott Burton. And those are the only three that you'll always see every single time. Otherwise, we have changing exhibitions that are organized by our curators. At some moments, we'll have a show that's the entire building. Other moments, like now, we have got two, two different exhibitions. We also do a lot of programs. So we have music, poetry, performance, dance, and also wellness, yoga, meditation. So those are happening throughout the year. You also have another building, and there are some other elements. So tell me about the Spring Church and what other elements there are to this foundation. Yeah, so we, at the beginning of the pandemic, took over a property that... Um, we call the Spring Church. It's right around the corner. It was a former church built in the late 1800s that unfortunately experienced a fire just over 20 years ago. And that left just the four remaining walls of the church, but all the interior and the roof, everything was gone. So we've stabilized that church and reopened it as um, a space for the community, uh, the public to enjoy like a park. And speaking of parks, we actually have two more parks, one called Park Like, which is a rain garden across the street. A rain Park like? Park like, yeah. Park like. It's I like, like a park. <laughs> it's it's a pretty good name. Um, it actually takes the stormwater off of our neighbor's parking lot and harnesses it and feeds over a hundred different native plants. And there's pathways you can roam through, and there's just amazing changing flowers as things bud throughout the spring and summer but also like a lot of wildlife across the street butterflies bees birds it's really wonderful and we have another park behind our building as well a little tree grove with picnic tables and all these are places the public can go the public can go all of these places are open everything is free available to the public um the parks are all open every single day of the week, sun up to sundown, and then the museum is open uh, Thursday through Sunday. And it's free as well? It is free. Did you hear that? It's free. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get enough free things. <laughs> uh, especially, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of stunned that it's free, to be honest with you. Yeah. The, the beauty of this place, this building, uh, I would not have imagined that it's free. So. Yeah. Where does the funding come from? Right. Um, Well, if I could speak to the free aspect, too, that's one of the really interesting and unique things in St. Louis is that many of the cultural institutions are free. Is it a nonprofit? Yes. Oh, sorry. We are a nonprofit. We're um, self-endowed. And what is the Pulitzer Arts Foundation connection to the, uh, 
the other parts of the community that are artistic. We are adjacent to the Contemporary Art Museum, and so we're, we're kind of a two-for-one deal. You should come visit both. But we work with many different cultural organizations, theater, music. We have a, a 20-year collaboration with the symphony where they uh, perform works here that aren't quite right for their large hall but are better for a much more intimate setting. Um, we also work with lo- local artists, cultural organizations of all sorts, schools. So um, we're actually very deeply collaborative. And Heather, let me ask you, do you know what's coming next? What the next exhibits will be? Yes. Um, I don't know if we have formal titles for them yet, but I can, can restart Give that. Give me a hint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the next exhibitions are going to be of an artist named Sarah Crowner, who is really interested in tile and will be realizing a large-scale work in our upper-level galleries. And concurrently on view with that, we'll have an, an exhibition um, of objects that come from the National Building Arts Center, which is headquartered here locally, just across the bridge um, in East St. Louis in Illinois. And it will speak to and look at the architectural history of St. Louis. So it actually has a local bent. Uh, I, sh- I forgot to mention we're on the mezzanine floor, which is above the museum, and there's a garden, potential garden. What was it called? What did you call it? A bam, bamboo a ban- grove? <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's pretty early in spring, so the bamboo is just beginning to sprout. But it'll go, it'll be maybe a few more feet of bamboo growth ahead of us. Bamboo grows pretty quickly once it gets there. But this is a beautiful space as well, this space we're in right now. And then the maze, the twisty thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can you tell me about that a little bit? Yeah, so that's an artwork by Richard Serra called Joe. It's actually named um, in honor of um, Joseph Pulitzer. It's an artwork that you can enter into that does sort of twist and turn as you go. You wind up in a sort of central area where it opens up to the sky. It's very difficult work, I think, to describe, but it's, um, it's actually a lot of fun to enter, and I think people find it to be really a joy. In fact, we've had visitors who come very regularly just to see and experience that work. Just to see Joe? Oh yeah, just to see Joe. <laughs> and sing inside of it? That's what I heard. Yeah. The acoustics can, are <laughs> the, really good. In yeah, I mean, I can see it. Yeah. It's kind of like, it looks like an ear, you yeah. know, the inside of an ear. It's true. It's kind of like a cochlea. Yeah. Kara, Heather, it's been a pleasure to speak to both of you. This museum is incredible. Uh, what neighborhood are we in? Is it Midtown? Um, it's the Grand Center Arts District. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. We're close to the theaters. We're close to SLU. And, you know, it's just, it's on Washington Avenue. And it, there's parking. And it's free. Ample parking. We have a parking lot that's part of the building as well. And it is free, yeah. And there's a lot to do in the neighborhood. So yeah. make sure you make a stop. The current exhibitions will be on display till early August. And then there'll be a transition. And in September, the new ones will open. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.